In April of 2012, about a year before Detroit filed for Chapter 9 bankruptcy protection, a crowd packed a room in the state government building called Cadillac Place. Activists like Sandra Hines said Governor Rick Snyder was staging a financial takeover, preparing to place an emergency manager in Detroit. Hines said what was at stake was nothing less than the suppression of democracy in Detroit. You don't have the right to come in and take our city from us and tell us what to do. I'm so tired of being in war mode. This is a war, y'all. They literally have declared war on us. And we are assembling our troops to fight you back. As the bankruptcy proceeded, there were protests over pension cuts and water shutoffs. In the years before the bankruptcy, city expenditures typically exceeded revenues by as much as 20%. But some Detroiters and many media outlets began criticizing the democratically elected leadership for failing to stave off bankruptcy. In particular, the Detroit City Council had long been blasted as an ineffectual group, as shown in this notorious exchange between Council President Ken Cockrell Jr. and President Pro Tem Monica Conyers in 2008. I have the floor, President Pro Tem. I don't want to hear you anymore. You don't have to hear me. We don't have to hear you. Then be quiet because I'm speaking and I'm asking a question. You do that at home, not here. I'm not your father, but I am the president, and right now I have the floor. I'm tired of that. Control your house, and you know how to treat other women better. You're the last one to talk. I'm the first one to talk. You, Shrek. Shrek. The first one to talk. Don't disrespect me. Order of the day. I will call this to adjourn if you don't. Do it, baby. Do it. Do it. We're gonna take a brief recess. Council controlled the city's coffers, and they battled with then Detroit Mayor Dave Bing almost throughout his entire tenure. Leading up to the bankruptcy filing, Bing wanted to cut the city's billion-dollar general fund budget by 20%. Council wanted to trim even more. But the mayor and council suddenly fell into lockstep when it appeared inevitable that the state would appoint an emergency manager to control the city's finances, which happened in March 2013. By then, Bing told Detroiters during a televised news conference, it was too late to forestall bankruptcy. I really didn't want to go in this direction. But uh, now that we are here, we have to make the best of it. Uh, this is very difficult for all of us, but if it's going to make uh, the citizens better off, uh, then this is a new start for us. Council members complained that it did not have to be that way. Then Councilman Gary Brown said they could cut enough across all city departments to keep Detroit solvent while searching for long-term solutions. But he says neither the Bing administration nor Governor Rick Snyder's administration would go for it. Yeah, it was frustrating, and frustrating enough that I went and asked Kevin Orr if he would hire me and, and, and allow me to implement some of the plans that were on the table while we had an emergency manager in place because it gave the city some powers that it wouldn't have had in a more democratic uh, state. We didn't have to ad adhere strictly to union contracts and a lot of the charter was set aside that allowed us to move a lot faster uh, than we would have uh, otherwise. Emergency manager Kevin Orr hired Brown as Detroit's chief compliance officer in 2013. Brown now heads the retail division of the city's water department. He says the city simply had no money to work with until bankruptcy rid it of billions of dollars in debt. Every city department was fundamentally broken when it came to delivering services. And the bankruptcy allowed us to build a, a financial base to fix city government so that it can deliver a high level of service. And now that we have a mayor that is driving through metrics every week, measuring uh, what's getting done, the city has never 
looked better in, in terms of being a clean city again. Detroit Chief Financial Officer John Naglick says the bankruptcy settlement let Detroit shed old debt, reworked labor contracts, and produced a balanced budget. So being relieved of those liabilities gave the city substantial breathing room and it's allowed us to put a lot more resource towards improving police and fire fleet and now trying to ramp up hiring. It also mandated state oversight of the city's finances. For their part, those state officials say they're pleased with the progress shown so far by current mayor Mike Duggan's administration. No concerns because they're all on top of it and we're all on top of them to make certain they get it done. Bill Martin is the vice chair of the Financial Review Commission, which has final say over Detroit's fiscal decisions. Standing in the same room at Cadillac Place where activists once decried the demise of democracy in Detroit, Martin says the city now faces a rocky but achievable path. Do I expect that it's going to be perfect going forward? No, because there are so many challenges as we address problems of crime and safety, uh, blight, so I always like to say, look, you're not going to hit a Grand Slam home run here this first year. We're trying to hit bunt singles, and I think the mayor and his staff are doing that. For city officials touting a bright future of reinvestment ahead, even bunt singles at the moment are far better than the dark days when it seemed Detroit was down to its last out. I'm Quinn Kleinfelter, WDET News.